This is what is hindering the supernatural flow. We should be farther than we are. And I told you, he said to me, when what you are doing to me in the closet begins to exceed the level of your grace, I will go public on you to save you. Look at Hebrews 12, verse 7. You see these mysteries. For he says, if you endure chastening, you notice? Chastening is something you endure. It's not a picnic. It's not exciting. And all you enemies of people's destiny, whenever somebody is corrected, you go and start politicking with them. Are you okay? Why are you asking them if they're okay? That's Satan. Because when you're corrected, you're not okay. Your emotions are messed up. You don't need anybody to come and start asking you if you're okay. Because they're trying to turn your attention away from the correction into how you feel. Yeah, I'm, tell, I'm prophesying to you. You need to leave them alone. Leave them in the hands of God. Because the destiny is so important. Destiny is so important. When I was going through these things, think about all the blessings we've experienced, all the miracles around the world, all the things that God is doing today through Resurrection House. I could have forfeited all of it had I not submitted over there and then or accepted the satanic bailout when that guy came from Florida asking me to come and take his church. <laughs> and God said, I will prepare a table before you in the presence of your enemies. Say, right here. I didn't need interpretation. He said, right here, where you're going through hell, that's where I'll deliver you and celebrate you and bless you. But America said, go where you are celebrated. Okay, then where will God set your table? He said, he sets it in the presence of your enemies. That's why people keep going to church, but there are no sons of God. And America is not changing because church folks are demonized as the, you know, secular folks. One of the deaconesses said, right here on 138, her car just bumped a little, you know, just so gently. Even her own car was not scratched or dented. But this person with Jesus, all this on her car, jumped out and demons everywhere. She said, young lady... I don't know what, <laughs> what is in you or what you're manifesting, but look, there's no damage to your car. Are you reacting to the idea that there was a damage or that there's really a damage? Are you mad that the damage wasn't big enough for you to collect money? Maybe that was it. I just finally figured it out. <laughs> if you're going to hit me, hit me good. So I can collect some money. What is all this little thing here? Hmm. Watch now. 
He says, how you endure chastening determines how God relates to you. Look, let's read. If you endure chastening, God deals with you. Uh, he said he will deal with you as a son. But if you want to become a bastard, how do you know you become a bastard? God pulls back from you. There's no communion. And that's when religious devils move, move in and start talking to you. And you think you're still hearing from God. But down the road, you will know that you've been listening to religious devils because you see all the things they told you will happen will not happen because they're liars. You have to learn satanic pranks. The only certainty is your spirit. The peace of God that rules. Even if all the data on the outside is perfect, but this is wrong. All of that is a lie. It's a mirage. Are you hearing? <laughs> Watch now. This stuff is so powerful. Do you know what it means that God will deal with you as a son? He'll be relating to you as he related to Jesus. He will answer you when you call. When the enemy rises against you, God will answer the door. He said, for what son is he whom the father chasteneth not? He said, there is no son the father will not chasten. So if you cannot be corrected, then you're a bastard. And not a son. Remember that it was David's own son that planned the coup. And ended up losing his life. He didn't know how this thing is arranged. That if God is using you to chastise an anointed man, it's when you finish, they say, wait a minute. You don't even meet the standard you just judge. So you're next. <laughs> he fulfilled every prophecy. He pitched the tent on top of the house. As God said, he said, David, you did yours privately, but how about doing mine in public? And they pitched a tent for him. They counseled him that if you defy your dad, then you become a strong man. So he gathered his father's wives and had sex with all of them. And then he was done. And then you, you see the power of the father. Watch. David is walking barefoot and crying. And then he heard that Ahithophel had joined the rebellion. Against him, he prayed one simple prayer. He said, Father, turn the counsel of Ahithophel into foolishness. That's all he said. And a guy turns up. He said, you are my answer. You go back into Jerusalem, fake allegiance to Absalom, and defeat me. You notice how quickly God, before he even thought to pray, God has sent the answer. Hey. When you're a son of God, even when he's chastising you, your blessing is better than regular folks. <laughs> you see now, when God can chastise you and you endure it, 
It will be painful. But, he said, now he will start dealing with you as a son. As I, I, I heard a man preaching. He was so good. He said something. He said, now watch. He said, when you become a son of God, he says, like being in the house, and there's this special cup or plate that your father insists that he is the only one that will use it. And then, one day you went and took it, and then made a mistake, and it broke. And the father comes home, and the, the thing is broken, and everybody's afraid. They say, who did it? They said, it's you. And instead of him jumping on you, he said, now, who brought it out for him to see it, to use it in the first place? <laughs> hey, I said, you are reading it 100% right. So now this is my son. He made a mistake, but so I, I'm not dealing with him. Who, which of you rebels brought it out for him to see it, to use it? You'll be sitting there scratching your head. Wait a minute. He should be dealing with the one that broke it. But instead, he's trying to find a reason to deal with the bastards in the house. Watch. He says, verse 8, but if you be without chastisement, if you are without chastisement, it's not that you are not chastised. It's just that you will not receive it. Look at the next line. Let's read together. One to go. Whereof? You notice? Nobody is exempt. I'm being chastised right and left. So why is there, you know, the house in order? Because I'm, I receive it. I'm, I call it the stiff upper lip. <laughs> you, just, you just take it and keep going. Then God will trust you because he can correct you. Watch. He said, all are partakers. Then are ye bastards and not sons. And God told me in this ministry, I only want sons out of you. Even if you have only a hundred people, give me a hundred sons. I will get my work done. Watch. Furthermore, see, this is where he opened my eyes. He said, this is what's ailing the people. They haven't had fathers. Watch. Furthermore, we have had fathers of our flesh, but most of us haven't. We haven't had fathers. That's what the problem is. So your spirit man is not developed. When I tell men, I said, you know, you act like a woman. They don't know what I'm talking about because they were raised by women. They don't know because Things are caught in the spirit. You have to see it to become it. A man responds a certain way because your father modeled it. My dad didn't have any leadership classes. 
He just had family altar morning and night. How come all his children are leaders? My eldest brother, before he died, had 300 employees. Oh, God. He says now, watch. But if you be without chastisement, whereof all are partakers, then are you bastards and not sons. Furthermore, we have had fathers of our flesh that corrected us. What did I go through in the hands of my dad? I told you what he said. Some of you will need therapy, medicine, group sessions, support group. He said, you know, you and your sister, the sperm has washed out when it got to you. You know, you guys are not as smart or strong as the others. Hallelujah. Which one of you will survive it? Here you are, 55. What's wrong? My daddy said that the sperm has washed out when I was born. How old are you? <laughs> 55. You mean for 55 years? It's because you don't have problems in America. That's why you can hold on to such a thing and then be crying about it. And every time you want to get over it, Satan will send you a demon. We call them memory recall. They make the thing feel like it just happened yesterday. Even though it's 55 years ago. It's because you are, you, you are idle. And he kept, I mean, when my brother went home, my brother, you know, another one that passed away, the gynecologist, he went to him, drove from his station, and went home. Oh, okay, what are you doing here? He said, oh, I came to tell you that Chica has become a pilot. He said, oh, really? That's a glorified chauffeur. Is it not he will fly the rich men where they're going and then he'll sit there and be waiting for them? He said, when he buys the plane, then I know he's doing something. <laughs> Father, can you let him know that Eagle One is here? And I'm believing for Eagle Two. But watch now, because God uses your father. I didn't know it was God hiding behind my dad. Because he approved all these doctors and engineers and all these people. I wanted to be like them. But I was called to the ministry. Amen. And he kept rejecting everything I did. Huh? When they told him I wrote first class for my bachelor's degree. It's after all he didn't do that well in high school. I was sick. Then I told you, finally, I lost my hair fighting with God about being in the ministry. That's why I keep telling people, you can't find a job. Now you're called to the ministry. Shut up! You think ministry is for rejects? That's why most of these churches are in trouble, because the pastor is uneducated, doesn't know how to handle money. Anyway, so finally I said, okay, Lord, whatever. I'm tired of fighting. And then I accepted to be in the ministry. And then I informed my parents that I was 
letting go any circular pursuit, and I'm going in the ministry. I thought that they would just blast me and say, well, we actually had hope that you were going to do better, but now it looks like it's all lost. Instead, he said, you need to come. Come home. I said, okay. I got on a flight and got home. The first thing I heard was that my dad had gone out telling everybody that I was coming. And anybody he sees having a problem, he said, now, my son is coming, and he will cast the devils out of you, all of you. I said, I said are you kidding me? He told the Anglican priest, don't worry, my son will cast the devils out of you, and this church will stop moving. <laughs> he rolled out of the red carpet for me. I didn't know it was God. That's why you need fathers. They're not your mamas. God programs them with your answer. And when they don't fit, they keep rubbing you the wrong way until you get right. I, I, I ate and itis took over. And I woke up and my father was sitting there. I say, Dad, what are you doing here? He said, oh, we're just waiting on you to wake up so we can talk. Eh? You even have time to sit and wait for me? Hallelujah. I said, so what do you want to talk about? He said, I wanted to tell you myself why I have been opposing you. I asked God for you so that you will be a preacher. But I thought you would be an Anglican priest. But now you are in the non-denominational. But it's fine with me. So long as you, are, you fit the vision God gave me for a son. Hallelujah. And when you hear me talk about my dad. You don't, you, you don't hear any of those things, except I'm using it to teach. Because he was my hero. He made us. Eh? Is the seeds he sowed in the lives of people that caused all his children to become prosperous. And now, we're all doing the same thing, so our children will be prosperous. No matter where they go, no matter, it's only a matter of time. Hallelujah. The father is called to chastise, not the mama. I'm helping you understand what's ailing many of you. You never had a father. You never had a father that corrected you. That's why you get so offended. Many of you were raised by grandparents that ruined children. They beat the, the devil out of their children, but then they won't let their children correct their, their children. Now they're defending the grandchildren. Amen. And then you rebel against your parents and run over to your grandchildren. That's why you get, go out there and bring a child and your grandmama will raise for you. Amen. Well, I'm not in a hurry. <laughs> when I finish this thing, eh, 
when I start reading the blessings, it's clearly stated in the word of God, what God will do to you when you start receiving his correction. You'll be amazed at what you have been forfeiting. But let it settle in your heart, and I'll move on. Let it settle in your heart that if you learn to receive correction, that God will start relating to you as he related to Jesus, as a son. Thou art my son. That's a decree. This day have I begotten you. What day did he beget him? Not when he was born out of Mary's womb. Mm. When he submitted to his father and went to hell. And he rose from the dead with all power. Come on. Look at what he asked me. He said, how much power will I put in you if I can correct you and you receive it? Whether I do it directly or I do it through your pastor or your father. What will happen? What glory will follow you? What blessing? What favor? God went to Laban and said to him, I watch you. Don't say anything to Jacob, good or bad. Because if you mess up, I will deal with you myself. That's a son. He said that Jesus was declared to be the son of God with power. Hallelujah. Uh, I want you to understand what I'm telling you. He said he was declared to be the son of God with power. How do we know you have power? Life proves it. Hallelujah. Life proves it. When you get out there, you have authority over devils. Enemies will come at you and falter. Even supervisor will lose his job trying to get rid of you. You can live. No addiction will stick to you. Nothing will stick to you. Hallelujah. You are oiled down with the glory, the Holy Ghost. Any, you are slippery. No Beelzebub can hang. Blessing of chastisement. Who has been authorized by God to do the correcting? We discovered that the reason many of you cannot take correction is because you never had a father. All those of you that had a father, he was inept. The Ahabs who let mama do everything. Parents have ruined children because they were more interested in being their child's friend than being a parent. And then you don't train their soul. So they grow up rebellious. The foolishness is still bound in their heart. 
They have no reverence for authority. That's what's alien America. And you have thugs and ruffians everywhere. I've been saying that when people commit crime, their parents should be arrested. And I saw a case recently where that happened. And then people will be more careful in getting pregnant. And when you have a child that you do your job for those 18 years to raise the child so you don't release a terror to society. That's the job of the father. Don't you see? Mothers spend the most time with the children. Yet, it was, it's the fathers that are commanded to raise children. God said that the Elijah anointing, that prophetic grace, must return to the earth to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the hearts of children to the fathers. Otherwise, the earth will be filled with curses. And we see the curses running rampant particularly in the African-American community. There are no men. Many people walking around are, are, are male in terms of their body. But because their mother raised them, they act like women. And they don't even recognize it. That's why their wives are having such a hard time. Because there's two women in the house. He's blowing up, he's reacting, he talks forever. He, anyway, ladies, don't stone me. Whatever that is, female is what you see. We need fathers. That's what Paul says. Don't you have 10,000 instructors? Yes, you don't have many fathers. He says, I am your daddy. I begot you in the gospel. Father brings correction. Father brings discipline. Father will relate to you, play with you. But when it's time, he wails his authority to get the job done. Otherwise, you run amok. You'll be like a car without a steering. You will fall in the ditch, in the ravine, and be destroyed. That will not happen. So stop fighting chastisement. Stop getting angry and bolting out of churches. You know, even young people, this generation, they quit jobs. I have no income. And, they, you know, you're 35 and you're still going back to mama to get, you know, money for groceries. That's what rebellion produces. In the ministry in the early days, and people were coming in droves. And I said, Lord, if I meet all these requests, I will have no money to do my ministry. He said, tell them to go to their families. He showed me that the scriptures cover these things in detail. And when I mentioned it, ooh, the anger that came out of people, they blew up and said, I'm just using that as a reason not to help. I said, your bitterness is showing that you are not a ground for me to sow into. The reason you don't want to talk to your family is that's where your problem is. Go and get right with your family. And the curses will lift and the blessing will flow. Who likes such messages? But that's how we win over Satan. Otherwise, he will continue to control us and torment us and oppress us. But when we submit to God, he said, we resist the devil. And he flees from us. Come on, beloved. Join this movement, this crusade, this unction. That we might free ourselves from the domination of Satan by submitting to God. Stop fighting it. It's good for you. We pray today that you will call the number 770-994-3777. Let them pray with you. Let them minister to you. Come to terms with what's ailing you. God will bless you. God will help you. 
In Jesus' name, amen. See you tomorrow. Bye-bye.